Getting Better Healthcare is brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Every American is acutely aware of the issues surrounding our healthcare system. We know miracles can happen, but we find ourselves bombarded by conflicting information and are uncertain of what and whom we can trust. We have some of the best medical care in the world for those who can afford it. Incredible new drugs that change people's lives but can be very costly. Many of the best doctors the world has ever seen, but not all are perfect. That's why Dr. Steve Feldman created the show, Getting Better Healthcare, to help walk us through the labyrinth, helping us understand how to take better care of ourselves and to better understand the challenges, issues, controversies, and complexities of our healthcare system as it exists and as it could be. For better healthcare and a better healthcare system, listen to the doctor. Now, here's Steve. Welcome to Getting Better Healthcare on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Feldman founder of the DrScore.com physician rating website. One of the things I've learned from looking at the ratings that come in uh, to DrScore is that the great majority of patients love their doctors and have a great experience. On today's program, we're going to talk about the other side, the times when there's a difficult relationship, either the patient feels like the doctor is being difficult, the doctor feels like the patient's being difficult, Our guest today is Dr. Steve Shama. He had an illustrative career as a practicing dermatologist. He recently retired to focus on national speaking. I think to sum up his philosophy, I'd probably say that life flows from speaking authentically from the heart. This is a good basis for physician-patient communication. Steve, thank you so much for joining us today on the program. I think a lot of people think of medical care as, as being something scientific, something that where um, laboratory tests and oh, chemicals and drugs are, is, is what it's all about. But more and more, even though I come from a test tube science background, I realize that medical care is all about the interaction of people. Yeah, Steve, ultimately, you can be very scientific with someone and tell them what you think you ought to do, but it's their right to make a decision. And if you haven't given them information in not only an informative way, but something that's satisfying to a patient and helpful to answer their questions so they can make a reasonable decision about their life, it's just not working. And I think that's the physician or healthcare provider's kind of challenge to make sure that they're actually informing, satisfying, and giving helpful answers to the patient. That's their challenge. And there, of course, there are lots of reasons why they can't do it as well as they could before. Beyond that, it seems like there's personalities uh, at issue and how people um, interact with one another uh, gets into the mix of patient-physician interactions. Yeah, you know, um, the truth in advertising over here, you know that I give a talk on how to deal with difficult patients and look forward to them, right? And I give that to physicians and healthcare providers. Uh, but my orientation is not to say that the patients are difficult in a bad way, but that physicians have to understand a number of different aspects. And I'll point out just a few of them. Patients, obviously, uh, physicians obviously don't like angry patients. Let's assume the physician is late and the patient's angry. Uh, They have problems with patients demanding certain kinds of treatments. They have problems with patients who are noncompliant, who somehow just aren't using pills or medications that people want to 
the physicians suggest that they should use. And in fact, they're not getting better. The patients are not getting better. And the other big thing is unrealistic expectations. Patients expect to get better in a week, and of course, it's going to take months sometimes to get them better. So physicians have this story that they're telling themselves about the patient, and it may not be the correct story. When I suggest that physicians to do is to change their story, to change their orientation. One big change in their orientation is when they find the patient frustrating or challenging, they have to realize in a philosophical way that these patients are messengers from the universe trying to teach them a lesson. It's a Talmudic uh, philosophy from the people, from the rabbis who interpret the Bible. It's also a Buddhist philosophy that the energy that you send out is the same energy that you'll get back in. And so from that point of view, you can learn something from a patient uh, that you never learned before. The other thing is that everybody comes in with baggage. Patients have baggage. The physician have baggage. And you have to recognize that. But I think the bottom line, uh, and when, when you do find an opportunity um, to, to change the story also, you may have a story about the patient. Well, they're just not listening to me. They're very, um, they're very controlling. Um, why not just change that idea to say that, you know, the patient basically doesn't understand that they're not supposed to ask as many questions as they did before you were dropped down from 15 minutes for an interview with them to 10 minutes. I mean, you know, they just don't know those under, undercurrents. And so I try to teach physicians to understand that there are things that are going on in the dynamic equilibrium between the patient and the physician, and the physician needs to be more sensitive to what I would consider the innocent patient who's basically trying to take care of their life. Right? Yeah. And so, then, yeah. Oh, please go ahead. Ask me. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking it would be nice to have a, a concrete example of this. You've probably never had a patient who's angry at you, but if you had one, what would it look like? Well, they could challenge you. <clears throat> uh, they could basically say, well, you know, Steve Shama, you've kept me waiting for about an hour or so, and I could simply say, you know, well, it's been a busy, busy day, and I've had some emergencies. What physician hasn't had that? The problem is if the physician were very truthful and were to say, well, you know what, I always have emergencies, uh, but, you know, they end up averaging out during the day, and sometimes I use the word emergencies uh, just to get out of an apology. Mm-hmm. I think that if it's happening too often, patients, and you're running late, you have to think about your own uh, practice and how quickly you're seeing people and how overbooked you might be. And at one point in time, learn to say, I'm sorry, and learn from the I'm sorry. And when I've told people, physicians especially, when you say I'm sorry, it's not that you've learned something from a course you've taken from Steve Sham or somewhere else or read it in the book. Really mean it from a deep place in you. Just say I'm sorry and really, really mean it. And so those are the kinds of things that physicians uh, can learn. It's not that a patient is always right and the physician is always wrong. You know, there was a Persian philosopher called Rumi, R-U-M-I, and he had a quote that I love to say, beyond all right-doing and wrong-doing, there is a field. I will meet you there. Mm -hmm. Meaning that the physician is not always right, the patient's not always wrong, the patient's not always right, the physician's not always wrong, but somehow in between, both of us can learn something and can meet in that field. And I love that idea. So, so imagine you're having a bad day and things are behind and you're struggling to, you're doing your best to help uh, provide patients great care and to see them in a timely way. And then you walk in the room and you're facing this patient who's just 
totally angry and um, it seems like there's a strong tendency, at least among some people, and I, I, I say that because I'm one of them, that to, for, for the situation to escalate, for me to get um, angry myself and short-tempered and, is it, and to not handle this situation in an ideal way, what, what would be the better way to, to deal with it? Well, I think that, you know, you can ask the, the, the patient. I said, you know, I, at the very beginning, if you sense that the patient is angry, and in fact, what I usually tell my office staff is to, uh, is to basically let me know if there's a situation beyond medical care uh, that I should be aware of like an angry person. When I walk in, I say, you know what, I've heard that you're upset. Forgive me. Is there anything I can do to make this better? So I make myself vulnerable at the very, very beginning and truly try to mean it. Now, you were very, very kind before saying, I'm sure that Steve Shammott doesn't have angry patients. I have had them in my career, and most of the time it is because I haven't been sensitive uh, to recognizing that I sometimes book too many patients and try to solve too many problems in one visit. And so I basically, basically tell the patient, forgive me for being late. I don't want to give you excuses I could, but is there anything I can, make th- is there anything I can say to make this better? And just call the question. But what, I, what I'd love to do is, since I know that a lot of people who are lay people are listening to this conversation, I'd love to give to empower them because I also give a talk to patients to empower patients in front of a physician. If it's okay, Steve, I'd love to give the patients tips on how to deal with a difficult uh, difficult physician. Would that be okay? Actually, that was my next question because I, I envision <laughs> these things as as universal principles and that there's a symmetry and that just as uh, we would like uh, physicians to be able to better handle. Uh, difficult situations, we, we want patients uh, to be able to handle the difficult situations they find themselves in. Yeah, and let me give you some thoughts about that, because I, I truly believe that patients, I, I have to change my story that patients are trying to control me, patients are trying to be noncompliant, uh, which is sometimes what physicians will say. Patients are just uh, angry because they're just angry, and to change it into patients are innocent. They don't understand the agenda of a physician who may not want to tell them their agenda, meaning that, you know, if the patient comes in with a list, which is what the AMA tells them to come in with, lists are very difficult to handle, and the physician doesn't want to say, well, you know what, I don't have time for lists. Pick out the most important thing, and the patient will say, well, they're all important to me, and all of a sudden you have a standoff. And I think what, what, what patients have to realize, bottom line, it is their right to ask for medical care. Uh, and that's it. I mean, you know, and if the, if the physician can't provide a satisfying medical intervention or time with a patient, then he or she has to change the way they're practicing and has to talk to either their practice manager or the university that they work with because it's just not working. So ultimately, the patient has to walk out feeling, you know what, this person, this he or she physician or healthcare provider was, is informing me, was satisfying to me, and was helpful in making me, and I feel honored and, and empowered uh, to be with this person. Um, and, and I think that that's what the bottom line has to be. So what a patient can say if they see that the physician is rushing, say, you know, I have some, some really, really important questions, but I know, doctor, that I've heard, although I don't know it's part of your way of dealing with things, that, you know, universities have cut you down in terms of the amount of time you've had to spend with patients. And also, perhaps, there's a cost analysis, whether if you spend less with patients, you might get rewarded. You don't have to tell me that this is the case, but please know that I'm sensitive to that. And if, in fact, that is your story, that's what's happening, I'm sorry. But I need your, I need your time to ask us very, very important questions. And if today is not the best time, 
can we rebook, or can I have some time at the very end of one of your days by phone uh, in some way? I would deeply appreciate this. And also to say nice things to the physician, saying, I know you're doing your best. I know you've always doing your best, but sometimes I need a little bit more. And, of course, it is my life. I'm afraid. I'm confused, and I need your help. Those are the kinds of things that I, would, I really think when a patient's vulnerable with a physician. Now, the worst thing, in quotes, that a patient can do is to just set some boundaries and saying, you've got to answer my questions and I'm not leaving. Uh, because what you don't want to do is antagonize that physician, if it's at all possible, because he or she is the one who's really going to be basically taking care of you. So somehow in between, that field in between, you have to realize that the physician is truly trying to do his or her best uh, and you need to get what you came for. It is your right because it is your life. So in my world of viewing these things as symmetries, the doctors should realize that the, the, the difficult patient is someone hurting who really wants to get better and really wants to put their trust in the physician. Um, and the patient, similarly, when they're faced with what they perceive as a difficult physician, will have the best outcome if they keep in mind that this physician really is one of the good guys, really trying their best to meet patients' needs, will go out of their way to help the patient. And just keep that in mind as you approach the doctor with, uh, um, with demands or suggestions on how to deal with the situation. Yeah, you can label it. You know, forgive me, doctor, you know, you've always been my advocate. At this point in time, it seems like I'm demanding something. I'm coming in with a long list. It seems to be put offish uh, on your part, and I'm sorry for that, but, but that's what the AMA told me to do. Uh, I mean, the AMA told me to make a list, and I don't know if they told you that, but they told me that. And, you know, they really, patients, I would assume, the story to tell is patients are really coming in innocent. Are there controlling patients? Of course there are. Are there non-compliant persons, uh, patients who come in just to get back at the doctor for whatever is going on? Of course there are. But the story we have to tell ourselves as patients is that, we come in as innocent people, and we need to be truly treated that way and, and then work on it and give the, the physician options uh, because you want to work with that um, physician uh, in, a, in a good relationship. And I think the more you can tell nice things about the physician saying, I truly know you're a bright person, I truly know you're a caring person, I truly believe in you and I know you want to help me, and then set some boundaries saying, I need your help now or perhaps today. I'm confused and I need to make the right choice. And I think those are the kinds of things that patients have to find the place to say. And I think that most physicians will probably admit at that point in time, well, you know what, things have been tough. They've been told by my hospital, I've been told to cut down the cost, to do less x-rays, uh, to spend less time with people. And maybe even the physician will say, it is hurtful for me to embrace these things, but I'm caught in the middle, and yet I want to help you. And wouldn't that be a lovely interaction to hear? And I truly believe that would happen. The other thing is, it's not unreasonable for a patient to say, the next time I come in because I have been confused, and it's not your fault, doctor, but I have been, I'd like to bring my sister, my brother, my father, or my mother, or a friend. And if it's okay with you, I hope it's okay with you, I might even bring in a tape recorder. I promise I won't show that tape recording to anyone or have them listen to it. I just need to, to, to do that again and, and hear your words. Um, and and I, I think that it's the problem with the physician if he or she is, is feeling challenged uh, by that and controlled by that. It is the patient's right to bring someone else in there to help out. And, again, the bottom line, the patient has to realize it is their life that they're dealing with. It is their happiness. 
and they have every right to ask for those kinds of things. I take away demand it because I hope it will never happen to a demand. And physicians have to realize, you know what, patients are innocent, and they're doing the best they can to keep themselves happy. With that mantra, I think things can work out much better. Change the story. Patients are innocent. Physicians are trying to do the best they can. Steve, I think that's great advice. Um, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Um, well, you know what, again, I think that that last point is the point that I would make. Uh, you know, as I'm a patient myself, and I have to come innocently into the story. I mean, most recently, um, you know, I went to an eye doctor's appointment, and the eye doctor, because, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy uh, who's basically going into an eye doctor, and he said, your eyes look good, but we'd like to do this one other test on you. And while there's no rush, I want to schedule it for about a month from now. Well, a month from now didn't seem very important to me. Then I realized, wait a second here, I don't need to go for an exit test unless I really, really need it. So just a few days ago, I called the doctor's office and said, can you have Dr. So-and-so or one of his associates call me back and say whether this test would be a it-would-be-nice-to-do test or it's really important? Because he never really told me that. And I'm waiting three days for the results. But even more, when I spoke to the physician's uh, helper, she questioned me and almost felt like I shouldn't be asking the question, like, why should I be challenging the doctor? If he wanted the test, it should be done. And I really felt put off by that. And I, again, as a patient, I really feel for the other people who are visiting physicians, we have a right to be treated with dignity. We have a right, even though we're intelligent, to be explained things in a manner that is acceptable to us so we can put up with the needle sticks, the chest x-rays, and anything else. We have a right. Physicians have a right to be treated kindly, and patients certainly have a right. Somehow we have to find that middle ground so that we can all uh, have communications that are spirited and spiritual and end up taking care of the patient bottom line. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Steve. Thank you very much for the invitation to speak to you this morning. Medical care, like a lot of things in life, is very personal. Uh, some of my colleagues uh, were saying that medical care shouldn't be personal. It, it's really a scientific endeavor, and I think they just don't understand that interpersonal interactions occur in all sorts of settings. And yes, the technical aspects of medical care are important, but the personal ones are equally important. And this is something that both patients and physicians need to recognize. And and I think, as Steve would say, people need to treat each other respectfully. It's so easy to come to wrong conclusions about people. You know, I look for things in life that are metaphors or examples from which I can learn about how to uh, care for people better in, in the uh, medical setting. But I think the medical setting here is, is just one example of how interpersonal affairs are important in all our interactions. Uh, the conflicts that occur between patients and physicians are generally conflicts that are occurring between two very good people. I mean, these doctors are terrific, patients are wonderful, and more often than not, um, when there is a conflict, each of these good people thinks that there's something wrong with the other one. Um, I challenge you to go and look at the whole world that way, that the, these conflicts that we see all around us, more often than not, it's miscommunication between people. And if we start with a more respectful attitude towards others, um, whether it's in medicine or otherwise, uh, the world would be a better place.
Well, we're at the end of our time for today. Uh, if you want to know more about Steve Shama uh, or to book him as a speaker, I suggest you visit his website, which is steveshama.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-S-H-A-M-A.com. I hope you enjoyed today's program and will join us again next week. Getting Better Healthcare has been brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Our theme music is by the incomparable Michael Zioli. Until next time, I wish you the very best of health. Thanks for listening to the show today. Remember to go to DrScore.com to get and give feedback about your doctor and to read others' recommendations about doctors in your area. It's a way to choose your path to healthcare empowerment. That's D-R-S-C-O-R-E.com, DrScore.com. And we'll see you next week right here on Getting Better Healthcare.